I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Jeremy and Gary are in the third trimester. We're getting a little <laughs> hungry. <laughs> I um, Did your mom... You, you didn't have siblings, so you don't know if your mom had weird uh, cravings. She told me about it. She told you about it. What weird cravings did your yeah. mom have when she was pregnant? She used to suck on uh, rocks. She used to like pull Ex- rocks out of the mud and suck on them. I, I can't tell if you're joking or not. No. No, that was her thing. That's what made me the man I am. Like, like, like a legit rocks. What? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like smooth rocks in a puddle of muddy water. Okay. My dad would go out and uh, grab them for her and then she would suck on them was what she was craving. You know, every once in a while, I think demanded, I feel like you and I have had similar childhoods and then, (laughs) (laughs) then you say something and I'm like, they were totally different childhoods. We're, we're, we're we're night and day. uh, (laughs) I'm Zoddy. I, yeah. um, What did your mom crave? uh, Butter noodles. Just spaghetti noodles with some butter and a little bit of um, like Parmesan, like I had a little green can Parmesan on it and that's it. And um, both of my sisters are fully in love with that meal. Um, I'll, I'll eat it uh, like, and I'm down, but like uh, they, they, they both absolutely adore it. They'll eat it all the time. It's like pretty good comfort food. I think. Yeah. Like it's not a bad thing yeah. at all. Like you just, it's just pasta and pasta is delicious. And then you put butter on it. Butter is delicious. Yeah. Yeah. It's good shit. Did I tell you my, um, my butter story recent from recently? Did I tell you this? <laughs> no. I, um, so we we had both of my sisters over. Um, I say both of my sisters. I have three, but um, we have from my mom um, over as kind of a like I, the youngest one. We hadn't really hung out with a whole lot, so it's kind of a reconnecting thing. We're gonna have them over for brunch. It's this beautiful thing. We're having a great time. Um, that morning, like me and Autumn are like running around the kitchen and doing stuff, and um, we have a gate that separates the dogs. Who, who can stay in the living room from the kitchen. So, because the dogs are, can be very annoying. They're great dogs, but you know, they're, we're, they're trying to cook. It's, they're not, we don't need them around. Um, so we have to let them out to go outside, um, let them out. And that's when I discovered I apparently at some point had dropped an entire stick of butter on the ground oh. and Rosie oh. grabbed it. And she gets, she's a, she's a very <laughs> good dog, but she gets real possessive about food. So like, Cut to me, like, rushing over and trying to grab it from her. And she's like, nope. She she hauls ass to her crate, um, but she can't get to her crate to go just hide it there because that's where she wants to go hide food. So, like, she's got this harness on, and I'm literally picking her up so that her front paws are off the floor. <laughs> trying to, <laughs> And she's got it, like, I mean, like, it's, it's sticking out of both sides of her mouth. Like, she's got it chomped down right in the middle, right? <laughs> um, and she's like, mm-hmm. every once in a while, she does one of those, like, choke-up maneuvers where she's like, ah, ah, ah. Like so, she's getting yeah, it just to wedge like back there. Yeah, um, uh, Autumn in the meantime is like throwing treats on the floor, trying to put like delicious food on the floor. At one point, maybe excuse me, Rosie is trying to grab the dog treat and eat it with the butter in her mouth, which is fucking hilarious. Oh um, That's great. She finally let part of it slip out, uh, and we went to go grab it, and then she just snapped it, and then she just swallowed the whole fucking stick of butter. 
paper, paper <laughs> wrapper and all, dude. Like the, the whole thing. Ah. And like, has that uh, has that chicken come home to roost yet? Like, I feel like that's going to give you some problem poops. We were we were watching because um, you know they just kind of go outside and do their business. But since we got the the fenced in area, um, so we were yeah, we were very ca- group now. carefully watching, uh, and hasn't seemed to have any problems. But like, we were worried that. Like the next day, we'd be taking an emergency trip to the vet to get a fucking butter wrapper out of this g- g- dog's intestines. <laughs> like, yeah, fucking just incredible stuff. Just dogs, that, dude, just that the dogs the, are the, fantastic. The choking up, dog. <laughs> just you know, I want to say dudes rock, but Rosie's a lady. Hey, I mean, she, so that is a real dudes rock move. It is a real dudes rock mm-hmm. move. I know I've been choking down some butter every once in a while, and by hey, butter man, I mean X Men comics. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Uh, like the uh, the Brood Queen, the original Butter Face. That's it. Good thorax. Ooh, but, man. Um, butter Face. Uh, the cover of this one, we're talking about the Brood Saga. We're at X-Men 163. Uh, and we got a Brood menacing Kitty Pride. Yep. Uh, on the cover. Uh, cool cover. I like Dave Cockrum's art. Yeah, yeah. Um, we haven't really talked about This is where we're going to get the team back together. We haven't really talked about it a whole lot, but the art in this has been like pretty consistently great. Um, like I have. Yeah, yeah. No problems. With um, same artist from Giant Size X Men. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, the, like this know, the creator is... of Nightcrawler and Colossus and all mm-hmm. those great designs. So, like, good shit. Um, mm-hmm. So, all of our X Men have been kidnapped, impregnated with brood babies. Um, they have been drugged so that they can't really tell that they're impregnated with brood babies or that they are on the brood baby planet. Um, and Carol Danvers, who was depowered at this moment, does not have any crazy powers. Uh, gets pulled off to the side so uh, because they're going to experiment on her and boy, I just don't need these brood to talk this much. <laughs> like they, they talk a lot. They man. talk a whole lot. It's, it's the Claremont comics are so weird because what happens in them is always pretty cool, uh, and the dialogue uh, oftentimes is kind of excruciating. Yeah, and I know that it's gonna make some people mad because you know he's well known as like a wordsmith and he's responsible for like a lot of good shit that are the X-Men, like a lot of things I love, but you just, you never need the brood to recap the plot in four paragraphs or three paragraphs on your first page. Exactly. It's silly as hell. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's a visual medium, Claremont. Yeah. Let the art you breathe, know? my man. Um, yeah. Uh, she is strapped to Carol Danvers is strapped to some sort of thing and they are shooting lasers at her. And as they're shooting lasers at her, um, they are manipulating her physical form. Um, but that doesn't stop her psychic resistance. So they can't really like break everything down mentally. Um, but so some weird shit is going on and that's, this is when they send, uh, Dizzy my favorite brood <laughs> to go get some fucking dizzy beers out of the out of the wine <laughs> rack. I love this so much, Gary. This is so <laughs> fucking hilarious. Dude, he straight up says, Go get some refreshment for our guests. Are some of the brood guests? Like are these like visiting are these the Saxville broods we're I, visiting? I assume that it's like one of those um antitheater setups where they've got like the surgeon's table at the bottom and like there's just a bunch of doctors like hanging out to watch the yeah. surgery. Like it's gotta be one of those situations, right? So some of these are broods or interns. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, he goes, he's like, yes, my master. And he goes and goes to the brood bottle room, which is uh, this bioorganic like slime cavern or next to the slime cavern where there are just bottles of brood champagne in the wall that he like grabs a few of. And it's, it's one of my favorite moments in comics. It's, it's so good. It's probably like acid, but I mean, yeah, I would take a sip. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, well, it's like I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't smoke a lot of pot because I don't know how strong it's going to be. Okay, you know, I'll do an edible because I understand it. But if somebody just hands me a joint, it's like I don't know if I want the unknown. But like, if Willie Nelson did, mm-hmm. you know, offered me one, I'd be like, okay, like this will at least be a story. If a brood just offered me one of these things, like I'm not turning down the brood malort. Like by any means, I will try the brood malort. Are you are you like a Willie you Nelson know? fan? Am I what? Are you a Willie Nelson fan? No. Really. So, so like there'd be no situation where you would be at a concert and like go backstage or anything unless like it was some like your girl wanted this you is, to go is... or Cole wanted to go or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah, I, the, the scenario in which that would happen is a bizarre error at the Make a Wish Foundation. Okay, like a spreadsheet error at the, or something like that. <laughs> like I would end up <laughs> poor, poor Gary Cutterfield that doesn't get to smoke weed with. Wilson, <laughs> this is my last wish. I am baby. Um, or like if you know Snoop Dogg or something, you know, just for, for the story, like these legendary weedsmen, you know, uh, I would definitely take the the brood sip. Is my point. I'm um I'm just I'm just it's always fascinating of like who you would get high with. Um, I, yeah, like I'm curious, like where, where how much of a weedman? Like, okay, Seth Rogen, are you smoking weed with Seth Rogen? You know, probably so I can talk about an abject suffering. Okay, but not for pleasure. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I wish I could do the Seth Rogen laugh right now. So you'd be like, nope, I changed my mind. Not even abject suffering. Do the <laughs> <laughs> um, either Cheech or Chong or Teacher Chong together. Uh, you know, uh, Chong, but I would just talk to him about uh, color out of space. Okay. Yeah. Um, James and, uh, Franco from Pineapple Express. No, no way. A sex predator brad pitt from true romance yeah I, I, brad pitt yes I'm, I'm not assuming they're their characters because i'm i living in the real world and like you with your pot fantasies i'm assuming it's just brad pitt <laughs> oh, then you're doing pot all wrong my friend <laughs> <laughs> i need to pretend i just uh it's it's just a way for me to dissociate right before i go to sleep it's been good it stops my brain from thinking about the bad stuff Oh no! I, no I'm not. I, yeah, I was just saying. Like, I, uh, if you're not hanging out with Seth Rogen and calling him by the characters that he played in movies just to annoy him when you're high, like I think that would be uh, the only way to, to hey, make that experience. Forty year old virgin. Like, what's up, <laughs> super bad? I'm also the, uh, out. All of a sudden, just completely out of uh, like weed guys. There's got to be more weed guys than that. Oh, that Woody I'm Harrelson, thinking of, right? I Is Woody Harrelson weed a weed guy? guy? Really? Very much so. Oh, okay. Yeah. A very famous weed dude. I feel like he would be like real yeah. precious with it, like have specific brands and stuff. Jim Belushi. I'd, be... I'd smoke weed. Ryan I'd, I'd, Okay. Yeah. All right. I'd smoke weed with all these yeah. people. Yeah. All the Mr. Show dudes. Yeah. Be fun. I kick it behind that. Um, yeah. Let's see what? What about, I was going to say, what about Joe Rogan? Are you? Yeah. Oh, uh, nah, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Uh, that actually, I got to go. Oh, so that uh, ended not only the bit, it. but the podcast. Okay, cool. <laughs> Patreon.com slash the VTV. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> the, just thinking about that, just that's, I don't know if, I don't know if I would do that for abject suffering reasons. And that's, you know, cause it would be a fun story, but I think what I think what my legitimate fear is that I would go, Joe Rogan would be like agreeable and it would be a little bit fun. Mm-hmm. And then I would have to square that with the fact that he like platforms Alex Jones and shit. So I'd go on the show and I'd be like, yeah, it fucking was weird. It sucked. His house is weird. 
You know, he's, he says he's got sensory deprivation taken in the basement, but it's just a above ground pool they drag down there. And then, uh, then he would like tweet me and be like, Hey man, I thought we were cool. And then his millions of followers would brigade me and kill me. Wow. Jeez. So, don't do drugs. Kids yeah. is the moral of that story. Yeah, not with Joe Rogan. <laughs> don't do like, drugs. Just do with him Joe alone Rogan. in bed. Yeah. <laughs> it's, they're good for when you're alone in bed. Uh, you know, I would, I, uh, all this comes back to that. I would drink the brewed wine. I would absolutely drink the brewed dude, wine. I'd love to drink the brewed wine. Um, the, the brood, uh, the brood waiter, uh, <laughs> the lights, Wolverine turns off the lights. He yells, the illuminators have been gone out. Uh, and Wolverine ambushes him. Absolutely. Um, uh, and it's more fight scenes. Um, but, and they are, they are full on wanting to kill Wolverine. Like there's no protect him for the whatever, but like he, they, they want to kill him when they, we were going to encounter yeah. some other X-Men a little bit later. They're all going to be like, no, no, they have brood, whatever. Um, he finally finds Carol Danvers and breaks her out of the machine. Um, she, he, she looks all fucked up until he does so, in which case she turns back into normal Carol Danvers. Um, except she has stars for eyes. Um, yeah. And her scent is no longer human. Uh, but both of them are down to business pretty quick. She, she throws on some clothes, picks up a ray gun. And it's like, all right, let's, let's do this thing because she's a professional. Yeah. I like this. Uh, you know, they're going to go get the rest of the X-Men. And uh, she asks Logan, she's like, do you think we have a chance? And he's just like, does it matter? You know, like what else are you going to do? Yeah. You know, it's a good, good line. Um, they're heading out. We get a little flashback back to, back to earth where uh, Corsair and Havoc have just come back from the party where they did not get invited to turn into broods. <laughs> sure. Apparently. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they know the X-Men have been kidnapped uh, Wolverine or not Wolverine, uh, Havoc takes out his anger on a big pile of logs that he can't help Cyclops and Corsair plans to go, uh, rescue his son without, uh, Havoc. So we're probably gonna get some Corsair during the second part of this. Um, by the time we um, started recording, I was like halfway through the last issue of this and he has not shown back up. So like that dude just went to go get a pack oh. of cigarettes as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking for an excuse to get away from Havoc. I mean, so were the brood like, no, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we gotta get havoc and his shitty dad away from us uh he also has these uh like these little bubbly buttons on his gloves that turn into guns yeah it looks like the pretty phasing cool. jewels yeah pretty like, I'm, I'm pretty into it mm-hmm. um but but he uh he takes off he abandons his kid again and we also find out from moira um, who's hanging out that um charles is in a bad way he's he's super depressed um he's yeah not he's you know the x-men have been kidnapped he can't do anything about it um and like he he's just feeling super depressed we'll we'll get into some of that in a minute uh but now it's time to check on cyclops who are is also having fantastical uh dreams and visions of the brew chasing him but the brew turned into his teammates um so we get the cool i've, I've always loved the brew with the costumes on with the x-men costumes on yeah. it just very much appeals to me for some reason super cool it just looks great and then the the brood cyclops shows up and yells at him with his uh brood goggle and his brood visor um he's about to die when a gigantic professor xavier scoops him up into his hands metaphors much <laughs> yeah you know uh he basically says like the things i used to taught you teach you is what's going to get you out of this you know basically saying resist psychically and he does yeah it works uh, he wakes up you know He's no longer brood pilled. He can, uh, he can see the real world. 
Yeah. Um, um, unfortunately, his clothes are all shredded up, uh, which is a, which is a bummer because I really liked him in a cape. I think I think Cyclops mm-hmm. needs a cape more often. Um, yeah. He finds uh, Storm, who is in this trance, and he's like, I know better than to touch her. The last time I touched her in a trance, I had like a lightning burn down my whole arm, and that sucked. Um, but as he's watching her, he sees an astral projection of a, of a brood face come away from her, and then like bolts of lightning start shooting from the sky. And he realizes, like, oh, something is definitely wrong here. So he manages to, to wake her up, and she's extremely confused about what's going on. Uh, fortunately, uh, loincloth Wolverine and Carol Danvers show up <laughs> pretty shortly after that to quote mm-hmm. unquote rescue them. Yep. They got a, uh, then they they say we're going to get out by grabbing Lalandra's uh, yacht. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tricky because and he explains that the Slezoid city on this planet Slezoid is built on the carcass of these uh, starships and they have to get up to it. Yep. Um, so they go kind of off panel, rescue the rest of the X-Men. Yeah, that was kind of a bummer uh, to me. Like, why are we, th- this comic book's 40 pages or 23 pages long. Like, why, why are we got to, like, I want to see Peter get rescued. What's he, yeah, what's he, what's he been dreaming weird. about? <laughs> it, it's weird how these comics are paced because they're really dense, but they still end up having things that they skip over that I would like to see. Yeah. You know, um, this is starting the conflict that the team split up. Uh, half the team storms group goes with Nightcrawler and Kitty pride to go get the ship and beam them up. Whereas Colossus, Carol Danvers, Wolverine and Cyclops go to go rescue Lalandra. And, uh, Colossus is still, uh, seeing the Shi'ar world. He mm-hmm. still can't, he just has to trust his friends, which is a cool, scary situation. Absolutely. Um, and Wolverine sees, uh, he's thinking about like, Hey man, you know, my body fell off the egg, but all my friends are pregged. Um, do I tell him, do I kill him? What do I do? Uh, and this is what makes him think like, Hey, you know, this tunnel branches at the end of this one is going to be the queen. I got to kill her. You know, he's basically, he says it later, but he's like, this whole thing can't be for nothing. I at least have to get revenge if my friends are just going to die. Yeah. You know? Um, but he doesn't say that here. Instead, he just tries to convince Cyclops like, Hey, we got to go kill this person. And Cyclops is very adamant about the X-Men don't kill people. Um, and then of course, before that argument, also there not people um yeah. before that argument can really kick off uh there are, are more brood attacking the, the fact that they are just full uh, mouthfuls of teeth and sharp claws and talons and stingers and still feel the need to carry a ray gun around Use is guns super yeah. super hilarious um they look like jackhammers they do look like little the, jackhammers the yeah yeah mm-hmm. um it's re- it's real silly uh you know but this is what interrupts the argument um Carol Danvers runs off to go rescue Alondra, uh, while Colossus and, uh, Cyclops and everybody, they fight off their brood, um, here. And, uh, Wolverine, uh, is still making this argument. Like, I'm going to go get the queen. If you want me, you have to follow me. Yeah. Um, you know, he goes up to the queen and he starts, you know, yelling at her and she sense, doesn't sense the baby within him. Um, and he doesn't care. He's going to try to kill her. Um, Colossus sees through the illusion, uh, finally a little slow on the uptake and, uh, uh, Carol gets out Lalandra. They come blasting out with, uh, with their ray guns. Yes. And, uh, just about as right when Wolverine is about to kill the queen, uh, they're going to get beamed up. But first we have to see how the other team gets the ship. Yep. Uh, which is storm carrying nightcrawler and uh kitty pride up to as far as she can allowing him to teleport to the spaceship um 
Kitty has to go in phases inside the spaceship, leaving Nightcrawler out to next to the airlock so she can open it from the inside. Uh, but unfortunately, she gets caught up with another brood. And uh, we have an extended series of panels about her trying to get away, trying to lock the the, the airlock, lock them out. Um, but eventually she is able to uh, hit the airlock with the um, brood inside. She doesn't. The, the brood does it. The brood does it. She doesn't want to hit the airlock, even though Nightcrawler is dying, because she doesn't want the brood to get sucked out into space and die. Oh, yeah. The yeah, brood yeah, yeah. accidentally slaps the control panel and dies. So the, the brood kills itself and it's just like, man, everybody's taking a turn being like, we can't kill brood. Like she was going to sacrifice Nightcrawler. Yeah. Like there's a piece of shit. They, you phased between two stingers going through your entire body. Like they don't want you alive. Like I think it's okay to kill yeah. in, in self-defense when there are aliens from a different world <laughs> that want to yeah, that have impregnated Genocidal you. maniacs. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I, I thought that, I think this ship getting scene is pretty drag ass. <laughs> Me too. Uh, this stuff with Kitty. Like, I, I w- would have rather have seen the other X-Men get rescued or just a little bit more, you know, not having the same argument that the, the, everyone's constantly having for the rest of the, the thing about killing uh, here. I feel like Kitty, you know, uh, she's Wolverine's protege. Nightcrawler's life is on the line. I think it would have been more interesting if she would have, like, you know, jettisoned the brood out and then dealt with the consequences. Same rather than just having everybody have the same conflict or, or just none of this and get us rescuing it. And then they have the ship, like they teleported yeah. on board and we're done. Like we don't have to have this, this, the same argument again. Um, back on the ground, our groups are, are fighting. Uh, Landra calls Cyclops a fool for not wanting to kill the queen, uh, which I think is very funny. Wolverine is just about to kill her when they get beamed up and uh, brought on board to the pleasure craft. Um, and now they were all in space with a fresh change of clothes. They all took a shower, got a fresh change of clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this. This is where their outfits were. Yeah. yeah. It's very good. Um, and now the next issue is going to be a big uh, space fight. Yeah. They try to escape. It's interesting. The brood have been pulling their punches because they have egos in them. So the brood still have to do this. They don't want to just sink the ship, even though they could. Yep. Uh, and that's going to be our next issue and the last issue of this, uh, this set. Yeah. And this is. Uh, um, I got to say, like, I'm, as I was reading this today, uh, I I am 100% invested in where this is going. Like, actually, all of the moral quandary stuff aside, like, I'm really into this entire story a lot, way more than I thought I would be, because usually, a lot of times, SpaceX men leaves me very cold, and the villains talking English and using words like alas is kind of a bummer, but, like, it's actually kind of fun. Like, I'm having a really good time reading it. It, it's, uh, it reminds me, it's like, again, I, I said this earlier, but, like, what happens in Chris Claremont comics is really fun. Yeah. You know, uh, I really like it. I just don't think he's good at dialogue, you know, and that's, that's the, that's the issue. Everyone's way too talky. Like I am interested in what happens. I think it's cool that this is where we get, uh, the second coming of Carol Dan- Danvers as like a hero gets her powers back. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this situation where the brood are willing to kill Wolverine, but they don't want to kill anybody else because they got babies in them. I'm really looking forward to the X-Men slowly turning into brood and stuff. All of that stuff is very cool. Yeah. I just wish the dialogue was a little tighter. Yeah. You know, um, which I mean, I, I think so. I've said that about almost every single Chris Claremont comic I've ever read of like, there could just be less. It of is. This. There could just be way less I, of this. I, I just didn't notice it when I was younger. Like I, I went through, uh, do you remember half.com? Half.com. Uh, no. It was like a, a sister site of eBay where it was kind of before buy it now Okay. on eBay. Like people would just list things. So you just wouldn't bid. You would just buy things. And for like a bunch of my 
early and mid twenties, I would just go on there and just search X-Men and then just buy trades. Um, and they were for cheap for like nothing. So I got all these like eighties and nineties prints of like Inferno and, you know, fall of the mutants and all these old classic X-Men stories and read them and loved them. And I don't remember the dialogue being slow at all. And then now when I go back to any of those, I'm like, man, why is Cyclops like giving this three page speech <laughs> or even this about, three paragraph you know, the speech. nature of war, you know, mm-hmm. why I don't need that Cyclops. It's not good dialogue. It's not just like, it's not being anti-dialogue because like a lot of my favorite comics authors are pretty wordy, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot of exposition via dialogue, which is always going to be a bummer for the, me. And I, you know, it's a lot of, um, and also like thought bubbles. I think I have just grown to get away from at this point. Like, I, yeah. it, like we don't get a lot of thought bubble stuff anymore combined with overall narration combined with dialogue at the same time. And it's, it's just a lot to see what a character is thinking, what a character is saying and how a different character is responding to that and what they're doing. And also yeah, while and, they're explaining yeah. people's powers, what happened in the last issue, <laughs> the, what happened to the last issue stuff kills me because yeah. it, it's, I understand at the time, like you need to get the reader caught up, but they used to just do that through a recap page or they do that now through a recap page, which I much prefer. Like just put the credits and then just have an authorial voice to say what happened. Exactly. Rather than having characters constantly explain it to each other. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm here you know? for the recap. I, honestly, I wish they did that in fucking like game of Thrones books or, you know, fantasy books, yeah. because sometimes like there's four years that goes between a book and I'm like, I don't remember what the fuck happened in the rivers of London. Like, I don't know, man. Like who is this yeah. person? Why are they a wizard now? Yeah. I don't get it. It's, it. That's the kind of thing that stops me from revisiting or jumping back on a lot of stuff like that because I have the urge to reread or re-catch up yeah. with stuff. So it's like, it's not enough to just watch, you know, the last two seasons of Better Call Saul. I got to start the series again so I can remember what, what happened because exactly. it's been a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's yeah, lame. Um, that's the kind of hard-hitting media criticism you get here. Yeah, we don't like to watch uh, things, so we don't. <laughs> it's, it's too much work, so we want to recap. Um, the uh, yeah, we uh, we appreciate you listening. Absolutely, we do appreciate uh, you listening. Yes. If you if you want to support the show, you can support the show and the entire network over at patreon.com slash duckbtv. Um, you can tell your friends about the podcast. You can leave ratings and reviews. All of that stuff is is hugely important to us, and we very 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 much appreciate it. Um, we'll be back to in a, just a couple of days with more of the impreg brood guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs>